Here we are, bottom of the Smash Mountain. I would like to thank my supporters over at patreon.com slash bsmpod for continuing to support me and what I'm doing. Let me double check to make sure I'm recording. Okay. So I wanted to thank everyone for tuning in, not just the patron supporters, but for everybody, whether you're watching or listening. But it's a real shame you're not watching today because we have not only not only Conduit Gaming's very own, HeartSwap TV's very own salt with us, we also have what I like to now officially put out there as SS Shirtless Salt. This is a look. It's a vibe. Also, your newest champion of TMT East Coast, TMT number 72, in fact, going on a tremendous loser's run, tearing through all kinds of matchups until getting... When we're going to talk about this bracket, by the way, but getting a fat reverse 3-0 in set one of grands and then finishing it off 3-1 against Bobby Big Balls. Salt, you have lit the world on fire this year for Melee in your own in your own right. One of the hottest up-and-coming gamers, if you will. But first of all, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you taking the time. Come on. I appreciate it. Yes, and also Salt is eating food because this bracket was won off of two Hot Pockets, no caffeine. What a massive, massive run off of very minimal food, almost pulling a hungry box. Do you remember when he fainted on stream? He later came back and he said, you know what? I haven't really eaten anything all day. <laughs> That's actually almost happened to me a lot of times that I popped off when I beat somebody. I have to chill out. I tell my stream. Like, I'm about to pass out because I, I yelled. It, it, today, I didn't have the energy to to pop off like I normally do. But in the past, oh, my God. I yelled so hard, I almost just passed out on my stream. Yeah, you were Couple telling the stream. Times. You were telling the stream because I was, I was tuning in for most of top eight there. You were telling the stream after the grand finals was over. All of a sudden, you just have a massive headache because, like, it's all finally starting to crash down a little bit. The adrenaline's starting to wear off a little bit, and you're just like, oh, my head. And that totally makes sense. Like, now that the nerves are finally starting to wear off, you're, you're thinking, oh, I won. I actually won. I'm sure it's... it's and this thing did not help me. This thing Ooh. did not... It helps me, but it did not help me this time. If you use this too much and you're not eating, you just... You have to drink water with it. It'll give you a headache. It dehydrates you. Oh. All good what? on the technical issues front. See, the people who are listening don't even know. They're picturing you eating food shirtless and they have to use their imaginations. So they didn't even know they didn't even know it happened. So, so first of all, let me congratulate you on that. And also the year that you've been having so far, I mean you've placed really, really well at tournaments. This is probably one of your bigger wins though. I don't wanna under I don't want to undervalue a tournament like the one that you went to the other night where it's about a 17 person or so bracket. Let's see. You went down to losers briefly for some reason after you lost to Haunter, who I want to guess you played a secondary against, but you can fill me in. After winning losers final against Cole, you went back up to Grands and Juan versus Haunter. That was the other night at your local. What happened there? a bad story but i ran into haunter on unranked because i mean i like him he's a cool dude but i know online he's a little bit of a I'm just saying meanie he's mean and so we played a best of five on my stream on unranked and he just 
was camping me like he normally does as Puff. Because he just, he sits there and he back airs and back airs and back airs. And I, I know he beats people by capitalizing off of either impatience or, what's the word, um, frustration. So, we're just playing unranked and I just want to fight him, but he's just there back airing like a fiend. And I ended up losing. And then he taunts and he said GG's and left. So I, I was like, okay, so next time we play... I'm just gonna play Puff against you, and I'm gonna do it right back to you. And then I played <laughs> Puff for two. I played Puff for two games. I lost both. The first game we went to timeout, and it was last stock each. And then I lost the timeout battle. And then game two, I lost the timeout ba ba battle because I got bored. I just I went for a random rest and just got up smashed. And then game two, I went to Dreamland, and after I lost my first stock. I knew it was a mistake, so I got really bored again, and just started going for random rest again, and then I lost that, and then I didn't want to do a reverse 3-0, so I went Samus, and then I lost that match, and then I was just like, I'll just fight him again in Grands whenever I get there, and then I ended up just winning. Well, what about the but Pocket it Roy? Because while you were waiting for Loser's Bracket to catch up tonight, you were playing <laughs> a little bit of Roy there, and... Some nice little movements, some nice punishes, a nice little creative down B counter edge guard against the Fox on Dreamland, as I recall correctly. So why didn't you pull that out? What? Wait, do you, would you say your Samus is better than your Roy? That's probably what I should ask. At this point, I don't even know. I really don't. <laughs> because I ran into my money on, on Unranked, and he beat my Mart that Riptide, but then he got schmixed up by my Roy on Unranked. Like two nights ago, so I have no idea anymore. I think my Rory might be better than my Samus. It just might be. I might try that. I might try it. The next local I go to, where he's there, I might just try it. <laughs> Honestly. Because it depends on the skill level of the player. This sounds like someone who says, maybe I can interact as little as possible and still win with Puff if camping is indeed the strategy that Haunter wants to go for might not be ready for the reverse up Bs of a Roy because you can catch a puff off guard and get some cheese. You can cheese some kills that way. Mm -hmm. He's very uninteractive. A lot of Texas puffs are like that. This meat is really tough. It's hard to... No it's worries. Hard. <laughs> it's... He's very uninteractive. And the thing is, I won't dislike a person outside the game, but I will dislike a, a way that a person plays the game. We have four puffs in Texas. We have Papa, SDJ, Haunter, and Pops. I I despise playing against SDJ, Haunter, and Pops. I love playing against Papa. Because Papa interacts. He'll fight me. He's a rest monkey. He's crazy. And clearly, by far, the best puff in Texas. And he doesn't play on interactive, so it's like you're playing the character wrong. In my eyes. And, like, him and D Dawson are, like, the same, I feel. But Dawson's a little bit more, I don't even know how to describe it. He's just a beast. He, he's just a beast. They're both beasts. And they both interact, as opposed to those three. No. They don't have the results that they have, so. Hmm. How are the ribs treating you tonight so far? They're good. <laughs> <laughs> good. Homemade ribs. Oh, homemade. Ah, uh, 
Now I'm getting yeah, my more dad chicken. is a great cook. My dad's an amazing cook. Shout outs. Shout outs to okay, speaking of, that's another thing we should probably talk about a little bit. So the BSM March Madness the bracket, I should say, right. I tagged a bunch of different people. You were one of them. I thought of you because I think it was in particular because I was hearing your name a lot around the time of the BEMI 2022, the Black Empowerment Melee Invitational. And then I thought afterwards it would be cool to talk to, well, any of the people who showed up and competed. I've talked to Brandon before, but obviously a very busy person. So I thought, okay, well, I should probably try to talk to, to talk, talk to one of these guys instead. And I don't know. I thought of you just, I don't know if randomly is the right word, but when I was thinking of who do I want to put onto this bracket, I thought of you, I put you on. And that ended up leading to being tagged. You had tagged the BSM pod account, which everybody should go on Twitter and follow, by the way. You tagged that account as, as, your, as your father and married to, oh, you know what? I can't remember off the top of my head anymore, but I think it might have been something like something like FlyQuest or something. And then, yeah, right. My and mom I, and dad. It was it was the B B B BSM pod and FlyQuest, and then my spouse was TG. No, 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 no. It was. I think it was Jaw Dropper. He's one of my Twitch chatters. He comes in all the time. Let's and go. Then, and then my children were CG and then a random person named Sahara, not the desert. <laughs> I thought for that. sure that you had put that up by accident or that you signed up and gave away your permission to, like you, you said to the app, you can post this on my Twitter when we're done, by the way. Like, I remember the, the ye old days of Facebook 10 years ago. If you wanted to take a quiz or find out who does what on your timeline, I don't even know if we call it a timeline. It might have just been home feed back then. But you would you would accidentally tell these Facebook-associated apps to accidentally, oh, you can post this onto my wall when we're done. When you give me the results, you can also automatically post it to my wall. I have fallen for that more times than I care to admit. So I thought that's what happened. And you, you must be back, you're like... No, Dad, you're my dad. <laughs> but instead, you have person. an even cooler, real, actual father who makes homemade ribs. I'm so jealous. Good for mm -hmm. you. Good for you. Makes homemade ribs, curry chicken, bacalao. He's from Jamaica. He makes a lot of ethnic food. He's, he's just really, I don't know why, but he's just a really good cook. I have no idea why. That's unhealthy, that though. That is something that ever inspired you to try to get into the cooking game yourself, or you do you just go, well, my dad's kind of the person who does that, and I like food that's made for me, so we take those. I mean, where do you where do you think you fall on that? See, like, honest to God, I do enjoy cooking. I know how to make some stuff. Like, I can make burgers, I can make tacos, I can make spaghetti, eggs, bacon, um sandwiches but that's not cooking though and i also know how to de what's the word like de-shell a lobster because i've watched a bunch of gordon ramsay but i've never done it i just know i can do it because i've seen <laughs> so much of it and like i really want to like start cooking but it's 
It's like, I would rather play Melee. I'm not even kidding. There's a <laughs> lot of things I would want to do, but I would just rather play Melee. Uh, I mean, hey, that's that's the, be- that's the beautiful thing. That's part of the reason why we're here. And I love talking about Melee, of course. This is a Melee podcast, but we're getting to know each other a little bit here. You're eating homemade ribs and so i'm just like wait hold on pause i need to hear more about this so forgive me for asking last question related to food and then i'll try i will try to move on podcast listeners i promise have you ever had a crab feast before what's a crab feast okay so basically the idea is you get a bunch of crabs now i live near maryland i live in pennsylvania just above maryland and what maryland is known for Literally, this happened at Pound 2019 when somebody threw a crab at Hungrybox after he beat Mango. But basically, they, they're known for their crabs and for, oh, what's it called? Something Old Bay Spice, that kind of thing. And you just get however many crabs you want. You get the homies together and you eat crabs. I'm not kidding, for at least three hours, if not five hours, like well into the night, got beers or whatever else, because it takes so long to eat crab. You can just spend 30 minutes eating one crab, and you're still hungry, obviously. So you can eat four, five, six crabs in a f- in like three hours, and you just keep going and going and going because you never get like full, that kind of thing. So it's a really big social thing. I haven't done it in a really, really long time, and probably only, to be honest, maybe like four or five times in my life. But that's what a crab feast is in a nutshell. I would love to have a crab feast. I would, I would, that sounds like something I really want to do. Here in Texas, we have, uh, I know in Texas and Louisiana, we have a crawfish boil. So I guess that might be the equivalent. We, we get like a shitload of crawfish and we toss it into a pot and then you stir it up with some, um, some corn. Um, what is it like a, a gumbo sauce or something? You just, you let it cook and then you just sit there and you're just eating so many crawfish. So <laughs> I guess it's, it's kind of the same thing except with crab. Which I would, I would much prefer to eat crab than crawfish. It makes me feel bad every now and again. I mean, thinking about it right now, I think to myself, when I want to get food, most of the time I want it to be a burger, and I'll eat it within within ten seconds. It'll just be sliding down my esophagus into my belly, and then I'm a happy person. And food was not always meant to be eaten that quickly. Sometimes it take maybe a little bit longer, but I'm such an impatient eater. So that's why I haven't done crappies a whole lot. That and also Maryland. You have to do it proper in Maryland. But Okay, okay. Let me try to get to this bracket. So today, you're the first seed for TMT East Coast. And, of course, being the first seed, I don't know how many times you've been first seed for TMT on either West Coast or East Coast, but I can imagine it's been only a few times, or maybe this was the first time. You lose in winter semis to Kem, Fox player out in the Philly area. So shout out to Philly. But that was sort of the, the moment where it's going to be, oh, wait, hold on. Everything's kind of thrown off. What were your thoughts after the, after the winter semis, that versus Kem? Damn. <laughs> Damn, and I want my run back. Anytime I lose to anybody, I want to run back. And I... My objective at that point is to try and fight all the demons that are going on in bracket and inside of my head and get back to that person and then absolutely destroy them. And then if I win, great. If I lose, okay. I made it all the way back, though. That, that's how... That was my thoughts. I have weird thoughts when I play Melee. I don't I know. Mean, I, 
I vocalize them sometimes, but for the most part, I keep it inside. Okay, so you don't have to talk about every single thing that comes to your mind when you're playing in a melee tournament, especially one online. I imagine that there's a big difference to you between playing online versus playing in person, and you're, you are obviously like all the other big online era, flippy rollback era players who have come out of the woodworks in some capacity, and everybody who's national says, oh, wow, I've never heard of that player before. I'm sure they must have gotten started pretty recently because I've never heard of them before. But not everybody can be a, a Melee Stats nerd. Even people like Edwin Budding, shout-outs to Edwin Budding and the rest of the Melee Stats Collective, even them get will occasionally get caught uh, by surprise by certain players that they've seen you know, good results for in a small very small amount of data, but then if that person is able to play in a big bracket, they kind of pop off. So people like Logan, people like Ben, yourself, Aklo, where before people might have said in the area where that player is known, oh, they go to our local all the time and they destroy everybody, head and boss, head and boss, that kind of thing. But you've been playing longer than the typical, oh, they must have just started playing. No, Salt, you've been playing for such a long time. When did you first start playing Melee? So, on the Liquipedia, it's wrong. It does say I started in 2016. SF, come on. <laughs> no, I actually, I, I went to my first tournament slash local. I'm not, yeah, I went to my first local um, 2015 or late 2014. I I had a group of friends um, that, so I had a, 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 a the best friend that I knew since elementary school and so we used to play a lot of games i don't talk to him anymore but we used to play games all the time and he told me about how you can play brawl like melee and it's so much quicker and it's cooler because you got all these other characters and like mario is sick and pikachu is sick and all this other stuff and so that was my freshman year in high school and so i started out with pm in 2014 and i played that for like maybe a couple of months i always had a disc of um of melee but it like didn't work like it would you know whenever you put it in and it goes cannot re read the disc and all that Damn. Like, i can get a game in and then it would do that so i had to take it out clean it put it back play another game take it out clean it so i was like okay i'll just practice on pm and i practiced on that tv actually that tv with um shit. I don't have the controller anymore, but it was like a GameStop controller and the C stick, like this thing, I had to always push it in so I could use it properly. <laughs> and not, I had to like, no, I had to pull it out. I had to pull it out. If it was all the way in, I couldn't dash or anything. I was, I was down bad when I was trying to actually learn the game. But, and then eventually I got this one and this is a piece of shit controller too, but it I, actually it's pretty good. It's a piece of shit, but it's pretty good. And so, yeah, I started out in 2014 with PM as um, the thing is, I didn't want to play the same characters that my friends played. So one of them played Mario, the other one played Fox and the other one played Falco. So I tried Wolf for a little bit and then I played Pikachu and then I played Roy. And then my friend told me about how you could do moonwalks really easily with Falcon. And then I learned how to moonwalk and that's why I started playing Falcon. I swear to God. It was because I could moonwalk. It wasn't because he was a good character. It was just because he could moonwalk. And then I thought he was a hype character. 
So, yeah, and then I went to my first load. I practiced for about a year in my room with my friends on this TV. I practiced my movement. Um, a little bit of punish game on computers. And then I went to my first local. And there's still a lot of that, actually. It was me. It was me versus an old Houston player. It was SJKF. He's a Falco player. That was my first ever set on stream. And I look like such a baby. <laughs> actually insane. If that was around your freshman or sophomore year, then yeah, I would imagine now you just go back and you go, ah, so much to learn. Movement's Movement so bad. wasn't actually that bad. Oh. I, I watched it back. It's not even that bad. I played Pink Falcon and I kind of knew what I was doing. Oh, the word? only thing I fucked up on was I could not jump cancel grab. That was oh. the only thing I could do. Yep, yep. I, I took a stock and popped off. It was so, crazy. Oh, wait, hold on. So this is Melee that you were able to play Pink Falcon pop off a little bit with? Mm-hmm. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that there wasn't a, yeah, the, that this was not a PM bracket, right? Mm -hmm. No, it wasn't a PM bracket. It was a, yeah. I went there, I did go to a PM tournament, but I, I've only been to like two or three. I went to a Melee tournament, but I had practiced on PM, which is the weird part. I practiced PM so that I could play Melee. Well, I guess a lot of things translate over, but that was going to be my question. I've never played PM enough to know better, and it's been such a long time. Did they? Did, was there a jump cancel grab in that game, or was it just another yeah. shortcut? PM was it's it's literally just me melee modded onto brawl, so everything is the exact same. The only thing that I can think of that's different is that. You can do like you can you can dash and in the middle of your dash if you put the C stick in the opposite not the C stick the control stick in the opposite direction and then you jump it like I think it does an auto turnaround from yeah. what I remember. It's been years. But it, it does like an auto turnaround backwards. So you could just run at someone with Falcon and it just and it's, it's and then the um to, to moonwalk, you just you just hold the A button, you do a moonwalk and then you flick the C stick. That's like the only difference. And then you could turn off tap jump. So everything else was the same on that game. Interesting. Yeah, I've watched a few, or I've watched enough Junebug videos that at some point, Junebug, like, in pa in passing, says something to the effect of PM is not exactly one-to-one -one the same as Melee in terms of all the deep mechanics. And part of that is there's just so many mechanics to be aware of. As you started to get better, and you're going through high school, all of that, and you're starting to take names, you're starting to move up a little bit. As Do you think of yourself as a student of the game, or are you just playing so much and practicing so much that everything is just coming up to snuff, even if it's at a subconscious level for you? Like, would you consider yourself more of an analytical player or just play by feel, not to break it down too hard? Oh, um, 100% feel. 100% feel. I've... I've never been one to study to understand something. Like, how can I describe it? So, like, equating it to my soccer career that I had for a little bit, not playing professionally, but throughout high school, college, and academies and all that, whenever we would watch films, I never paid attention. Like, I would look, I would act like I'm paying attention, but I would just kind of stare at the screen, like, because I'm a mouth breather, so whenever I'm, like, quote-unquote focusing, I just kind of stare at this kind of... 
And so, <laughs> and so I'm doing that, and they're asking me questions like, oh, yeah, yeah, you just you do that, okay? Oh, okay, don't, whatever. So I completely d- d- disregarded everything that was talked about, what I should do, and I played the game and saw exactly what was happening. So I have, I've always been someone that just goes off of instinct and feel on what, like I don't, I can't tell you what percent, um. Up throw knee kills Fox on no DI. I can't tell you. On Falco, I can't tell you. I can't tell you what percent you could down throw knee a Sheik or a Marth. It's just kind of like he's bouncing a certain way. Okay, I know I can kill him. I, I don't know the percents. I, I completely go off a of feel on the game and I try to play my opponent more so than the actual character itself. So when. When Squid and Squid's laugh, by the way, there was a Squid in your chat tonight, so shout out to that person. But when Squid and Blur on the mic tonight were talking about your neutral, this, that, and the third, I don't know. I was only paying half attention to that. I was trying to watch you play. But it did seem to me as if, like you say, you're playing more of the player themselves and that your neutrals seem to be a much more thought out, well, not again, thought out might not be the right way to describe it, but I talked to people most recently, Squid the Cat, who talks about neutral as if it's this, this, this mysterious thing that he can't quite nail down and understand. He loves the punish part of the game, and that's sort of what he feels like his strength is, what he can focus on the best. And so it's not like it's a whole thing of neutral sucks or anything like that, but that's what would he consider to be his strength. Whereas for you, I feel like you're the way that you can set yourself up to be in a good spot to punish overshoots, undershoots, and to know where your distance is ideal. The way that you play in the middle of the stage a lot, like you value stage positioning a lot more than some other Falcons, I feel like, or just other players in general, really seems to be because you are trying to watch what the other player is doing. If I'm here, what are they doing? And then you have the data in your head to make a read and to react to what they're doing. So, neutral was a concept I didn't understand for a very long time. Um, it is a very, it, it's it's complicated, but at the same time, extremely simple. And shout-outs to my coach, Rascal. Um, he isn't as good as me at, at this game, but I feel like he's one of the more smarter people in the scene. Or I guess that's the word, smarter. More intelligent people. He understands the game. And so there was one day, and this is whenever I actually just started beating people. It was, I'm, I'm not joking. It was, it was the day that we talked about, I was in college in my dorm and we were just talking and then we ran some drills and essentially he calls it grid theory. And it's kind of like PPMD's bubble theory, right? Where you're marked and you're swinging and keeping them out, but, but there's a grid. So you imagine battlefield, right? So this is uh, a battlefield, and then you have platform and then platform. This right here is the center stage. If you have center stage, you have the high ground because you have, let's say you're fighting, let's say you're fighting a fox, right? And you're here, you're in this area, but they're over here on the outside. What space do they have to move besides forward and towards the ledge? They have no space. What space do I have? I have all of this. So then comes in the mix-up game where it's 
am I going to sit here and wall you out? Am I going to sit here and approach you? Or am I going to sit or am I going to run back, watch you come in and then stop you? So fake letting you have this space. And tenor stage in my head also expands past tenor stage. So if Fox is here and you're here, so this is the platform. If I'm here and Fox is here and then I do this, now this area is center stage because I'm just extending it. If if he goes to platform and I go to platform, center stage now gets morphed into there. And if you watch, like the greatest example that I could, I can get, get give is if you watch Mango and Zane play. They they literally play like that. If you whenever Zane is on Mango's ass and he's punishing him. He's really just keeping him outside of the center. So he goes up here, he goes up here, stuffs him. Center stage just keeps on getting moved and morphed everywhere. Whenever Mango does it, it's the exact same thing. Where Zane is trying to get back, and Zane is on platform here, and he's here, he's backing right here to cover this space. There's a full hot back air, does an up tilt to cover him coming down. And it's, and it's all a, 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 a mix of games. So if you playing the neutral is literally. To me, it's holding center stage and looking at what your opponent does to regain control back in some sort of sense. So my whole game plan for, for, for usually everybody is I want to see what you do and I'm going to stop you from wanting to do what you want to do and I'll find the appropriate mix-ups to stop you from wanting to do that because I already know what you're going to do. And it takes me about a stock or two to, to, to be like, okay, this is what they want. So like every every first stock, if you watch every single one of my sets, I go eight mode and just run at the person and just start doing this, <laughs> smacking them, trying to hit them, right? But if they hit me, then I'm like, oh, okay. But I do that so I can get data. So if I come at you really quickly, how do you react? And then I'll tone it back and I'm like, okay, so now I'm defensive. So what do you do now? And then I'll mix up between the two as I play throughout the set. And I'll just make a decision accordingly to what they do. You, you just have to learn how to play the game because so many people don't know how to play the game. The top, top players, I feel like, actually implement that idea and they understand how to really play the game. Because a lot of people are just like Squid the Cat said, he doesn't understand neutral, but he loves punish game. He's just a ball of punish game. He has no stage positioning. He's just kind of all over the place. He gets a hit and just goes beast mode on them. He does all the ledge cancel, raptor boost stuff. But what happens after he's not in the punish, he gets opened up because he has no idea how to play the game from that standpoint. Uh, and that's not an insult. That sounds like an insult. But um, you just have to learn that. You just have to learn that w with your character. And it can be applied to any character. Mm. Like, I think Fox executes it the best. That's why he's... I still say Falcon's the best character in the game, but Fox by far probably has the best neutral in the whole game. Well, having a projectile helps neutral, right? I mean, if Falcon could actually get out that pistol or gun or whatever he has on his holster, that would be that'd be kind of nice. Just mm -hmm. Falcon with the projectile it sounds so... Sorry, Gumball. If you're listening, I'm sorry to make the, the, the Falcon narrative harder into your nightmares and everything else, but anyway... I love the fact that you have a lot of faith in Falcon as as a, as a, as a character that you stick with because if you were kind of 
bouncing around is the wrong word. We all kind of try different characters, especially when beginning the the player journey. But would you say that it's pretty consistently in you know the past several years, Falcon and occasionally playing other characters in friendlies and on unranked, but Falcon for tournaments and that's you. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I there, there was a period of around three to six months where I made Fox because I got so mad at Falcon. I've had so many. Let me just say I've had such character dysphoria for such a long time, and like if you go to my Wikipedia, it literally says I'm a quad main, which is insane. It says Falcon's my main, and then it says Fox. No, it says Falco Fox Marth, and I'm like, where the, why? But the the reasoning is is because I played so many characters because I lost a lot of faith in Falcon for so many t- like imagine trying to be a new player and try to beat these Falcos it's impossible you can't do it <laughs> it's actually impossible because they just sit there and shoot you like it's Call of Duty and you can't you can't get to them and then they have an easy combo game and you're new so you don't really have a good punish game you don't understand neutral that well so it's really hard so. Like, there was a period where I was a, like, a true, I would call myself a true tri-main, where I main Falcon, right? But if I played against Falcos, there was two things either happening. Either I'm playing Fox, or I'm going to wobble you with Ices. If you were a Sheik, if you were a Sheik, I'm going to wobble you. <laughs> if you were an Ices, I'm going to wobble you. Oh, yes. <laughs> It's, it's so I I went through that period. There's a lot of me too playing against Spencer six sixty nine. He was an old um Houston play. Well, he was he's from back then. He mains Fox now. I don't know if he still plays, but he was wobbling me, and I almost reversed three him. And at some point d- during the set, I wobbled him, but I put the controller. I, I was I did it like this. Let me get another controller. Let me not. Let me nose on that. Let me get this one. The poopy controller. <laughs> So, so, so there's a vibe of me wobbling, and then I, I slowly put the controller up like this, and I go. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm actually really good at wobbling. It's actually insane. <laughs> and I wobbled him to 300% every time. Let him know. And then for a while, too, I tried to pick up Marth and Sheik as well. I don't know why I decided to pick up Sheik. I think it was for Marth, but I don't. I didn't play much Sheik, but I played a lot more Marth, and that was because I don't know. I just really like Marth, so I just wanted to play him. And also, there was a player. I don't know if you know about Poppy. You know who Poppy is? Uh, Fox player. Fox Falco player. Okay. So whenever Slippy started, oh my god, I. If he, if there's any Falco on this planet that knows how to beat me, it is him. He is the hard. You think Bobby is hard? You think Bobby is hard for me? Bobby is like, he's hard. But trying to play against Poppy with Falco, with with Falcon against his Falco is like a nightmare. It's like I'm just. It's like I am going to lose if I don't zero to death from every time I touch him, because he understands me. We've played each other for like what the past five years at our locals so he knows me mm. and so because of that i tried out so many characters i've taken sets off of him with my falcon of course but with fox with falco with marth and Sheik. 
Yes. I've done it with, with those five characters. And mind you, if, if you don't know much about Poppy, he has taken sets off of Bobby. I think he took a set off of Ginger. Um, he took a set off of Hacks. Took a set off of many top 100 players. The, the guy is really good at it. It, it. it was like me and him were the golden boys of our city. So we were the ones that were going to go far within our city. And I just could not beat him with Falcon consistently. So I'm just switching throughout characters. And like at Riptide was the last time I told myself I'm never going to switch characters in tournament again. Unless I'm just trying to troll or something. I played my, my, my money, and I lost with my Riptide with my Marth, game three. And I was just like, I am the stupidest person alive, because I flew out, I flew all the way out to Ohio, paid this amount of money, just to go Marth, <laughs> and lose. I was like, what is wrong with me? I have a Falcon, why don't I just learn how to play against him with Falcon? But, even then, my Spaces, I've played them, I sometimes would play them against other, you know, hard people. That there was a run where I reverse trioed. What was it? Unsure into Skurzo. So I reverse trioed Unsure. I went down two zero with Falcon. I switched to Falco and then reverse trioed him. And then I three zeroed Skurzo. Um, with Falco, and then I think I played Bobby, and I've almost beaten Bobby a couple of times. I took him to game five, almost reverse trioed him with Falco. I beat Squid, like the commentator, with Falco when I first played him. Um, my Falco actually low-key has some good wins for no reason. It shouldn't, it shouldn't honestly have any of these wins, but it does. Same thing with my Fox. There it was a Bristlehood brawl where I got DQ'd into losers early and I played 12 sets. Half of those were Fox and Dittos. Or no, did I play 12? I think I played 10. Half of, six of those were Fox and Dittos. Um, two Sheiks. It was Prof and J-Salt. I lost to J-Salt and Grands. And I think a Martha or Falco. I can't remember. But I... And the only reason why I keep on switching to is because I just love Melee. So I sit here and I think to myself, why would I limit myself to just one art piece when I have... I have crayons. I have paint. I have Legos. And I have pencils. Colored pencils. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm not just going to want to use crayons the rest of my life or the, my, the, 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 the rest of my Smash career. I want to use colored pencils sometimes, Falco. Sometimes I want to use a regular pencil, Marth. And sometimes I want to use paint, Falco, or Chic, you know? Oh, Kim, like so excited to see you at Battle of BC4 and you go down 2-0 against somebody and I go... Know what character are we switching to? People <laughs> have that fear, but now I just stick to Falcon. <laughs> but you'll say to yourself, "Hmm, I've never played Falco in Canada before." Yeah, <laughs> that might happen. <laughs> I have a I have a bad rep for just doing stupid shit at these tournaments. I drowned in pools at LTC because I, my friend told me he's like, "Dude, go up there and do some sick shit," and I was like, "All right, bet." So I go up there, and so, oh, there's a, I have so much to say. There's a lot of stories. I'm sorry if I'm talking too much. No, no, no. That's exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Please tell me what happened at, a, at this is Low Tide City last year. I got to give you the precursor. 
Okay. CCT. Okay. Houston versus Dallas. It was me versus Burr. I was an up and coming Houston player, and Burr was an up and coming Dallas player. And Dallas just kept on talking shit the whole time. So during the course of that set, every time I killed Burr, I I sat there and said, "Show me your move." And I taunted. Mm. Comes game three because it was literally it was that early in bracket, but everyone was so hyped because it was Dallas versus Houston, and everyone was going crazy, and uh game three happens and what i can tell you what happens the transformation on pokemon happens it, it starts the mountain one he goes to the bottom of the mountain i go down and i stomp him reverse knee him taunt go back to the other side of the stage you know how falcon or any character can run in that little little like dip mm-hmm. on a pokemon on the mountain transformation so i did that i ran he came down from Angel Platform. I do a roll. And then I did down throw knee, knee, came back to stage, knee, knee, and then taunted him. So I hit him four fucking times. And then everyone was going, ah. And then <laughs> <laughs> everyone's going crazy. And then I end up losing my, sec- my, my, my second to last stock. And now it's last stock game three. Tensors are running high. And I got this, so I think I got, I got a down throw gentleman into a reverse knee that sends him on the complete other side of the stage. I run over, he side B's into my arms. Oh. I grabbed him. I grabbed him. I did the down throw and then I need him. And then it was beast mode. And that was my best moment that I've had in, in, in Smash since that day like or at that time that was like that was like one thing i'm never gonna forget because it was just i actually still have the pictures of it and you can see people in the crowd there's like still pictures like they're like that is it was it was so much it was so beast that's all i gotta say about it so then ltc comes my friend tells me do some sick shit (laughs) it's game three last stock i get a stomp at 70 all i gotta do is knee right that's all I gotta do. I did a double stomp. He landed on the platform on Dreamland. And then he I, I hit him with like a backer or something, like a weak backer or whatever. And he goes off stage. He side bees into my arms. I grab him. I down throw him. I drop zone knee missing and drowning pools. Oh. And I had just beat Army in a fucking money match when wobbling was happening at the time. So I was sitting there laughing, and then I, like, sat down on the chair outside the venue, and I got so pissed. I called my mom. I was like, Mom, I'm such a dumbass. Why did I do this? Why did I do this dumb thing? So people get... And then I went to Riptide and played Mark. Something's wrong with me at these... At the, at, the, at the majors and super majors. I'm just going stupid. I made these dumb fucking choices, but it's not going to happen anymore. I'm only going to play Falcon at these tournaments. But who knows? I might go Roy. I really, MD. really no, no. See, when you go to places like Genesis, you you have to tell yourself before you before you even fly out to California, tell yourself, I'm not gonna fall for it. Something interesting might happen. Something funny might happen. But it is what it is. I just gotta focus on getting the dub because this is a really big tournament. This is not a local to screw around and go, haha, this is really funny. Uh, mm-hmm. but then. 
Dent. That's what it's, I'm saying. It's tough. That's how I got my name out there. Whenever I missed the drop zone knee, Sechi called me a dumbass, and I have not liked him since. <laughs> I, I mean, he's a, he's a cool guy, but he called me a dumbass because I went for something cool. I'm like, you wouldn't understand. You just sit there and tech chase like you're, you're a European whiz robe. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Calling me stupid? Calling me stupid. I know I'm stupid, but don't call me stupid. That was my talk. <laughs> He called me a dumbass. That clip got everywhere for a bit, and I was just like, damn. Embarrassment. Embarrassment, but you know what? People know about me. Okay. And then it was just upward from there. That same tournament, I did doubles with Poppy, and we absolutely thrashed Zane and D D DJ Nintendo. This is before they all got banned, of course, but we absolutely thrashed them. We almost beat S2J and Shroomed. Wow. Um, yeah. We took a game off of S-Fat Mike Hayes. So... I mean, there was good things that happened, and then there was complete stupidity that also happened. But you're the whole time. You're still overall, other than the moments of clarity. It's like post not clarity, where you go, "Oh man, why did I do that?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but basically, but basically, you're having a good time overall, and I love hearing how there's there's just there's still amount there's a certain amount of this is that it's just so much fun to you, and that you love the game, and that even if <laughs> The dub might be fumbled. The bag might be fumbled. You're still going for it and still trying mm -hmm. to make it extra fun. I mean, I think without without stereotyping too hard for like, oh, the Falcon player loves the hype. It's just, it's it's fun. Melee's super fun. And I could tell even, even playing today, I'm sure on something like an up tilt to kill Dawson to win the set, to move on to loser's semis, must have been just like, yeah, I got you with up tilt. I didn't. It wasn't it. I've never seen a Falcon win a set against a Puff with up tilt, dude. Are you kidding me? I did that. I have. Whenever I play melee, I have these like either I have flashbacks to things that I've seen in the moment, and I'm like, oh yeah, I could do this, or someone's voice is in my head telling me up tilt. That voice in my head to up tilt was Mech. He was he was sitting there going up tilt salt. Hit him with the up tilt. It'll kill him. And I was like, Oh, it killed him. I don't know. I have these, like, it's, that's why I say, like, I have weird thoughts in my head when I play, because it's either, it's either I'm calling someone stupid in my head. I, I literally do that. When someone fucks up, I call them stupid. Or there's someone in my head telling me to do something. Or there's a flashback to a, a, a nun lucky set where none did like this weird random shit and then works. I'm like, oh yeah, I could do that too. Or I get a grab. I'm like, oh yeah, every time I get a grab or every time Wizard he gets a grab, he just kind of like does this shit and then it helps him focus. I'm like, okay, let me do that too. And then I tech chase the dev and I'm just, I, same thing whenever I play other characters, Pikachu, I have flashbacks to Axe and Tyler Swift. I'm like, oh yeah, you could do this with Pikachu. Same with Marth. I'm like, Zane, oh yeah, I've seen him do this. Let me do that. It's it's weird. I'm I'm a very weird player. Like people I had a friend. What's up, Dad? What, did you give me another rib? Yeah, give me a plate. I need the bone for the dog. Okay. I'll bring it up later. Give me another rib. Let's go. But I don't even know what rib this is, but it's fresh. I'm gonna eat it. Um 
You are a different kind of player. People tell you you're a different kind of player. Oh, I had someone in my scene who didn't like me because they thought I was actually just stupid. They didn't understand why I was winning. Because like, you were like, operating on a different wavelength than other people, and that's okay, Salt. Yes, it's A-okay. There's nothing wrong with being different, because some people, I've been told I should stick to one character. I've been told I should um, study my sets. I've been told so many things, but my method works, and my method is flashbacks, hearing voices, and calling people stupid. Oh, and that's also what, grid theory. Grid theory, grid theory, big thing. That's a big thing. So you win, you, you, win, you win versus Dawson. Now you have to play Ben. And this is in Losers. So I feel, like, I feel like Ben is the kind of person that plays differently in winners compared to losers. Am I right? I've only ever really played him in Losers. Okay. So maybe... But he's very interesting. He's very, very interesting. His chic... Like, there's also another thing with this game where, like, Falcon feels like, how do I put it? Falco, he feels like a pen, like a, like a pen, like an actual pen. Falcon feels like, like a Crayola marker, you know? And Fox is like a dot. Just a dot. And Puff is like just like a like a little squishy ball. And Ben plays Sheik. Sheik is like a weird feather. But he plays Sheik like a bunch of feathers. He's very interesting. He like so if you're saying he plays different, he probably does, but like he like I like his Sheik. It's very like it's kinda like this. If if See, I can't, I can't like describe it properly, but he's chic is like his chic is like this. Other chics are kind of like this. His is like this. His okay, is like that. Very, that like I understand. Free. That I understand. Yes. It's like he's a free spirit. Like he, like he enjoys playing chic. Like he's trying to have fun. <laughs> I love his chic, honestly. He, mm. he's, he's him, Pluck, Crudo, Prof. Those are my favorite chics. They all play like this. They all play like a feather that just wants to fly. Other chics kind of just kind of like. They're kind of like heavy. They're like stuck on the quill of an of a a seventeen hundreds poet writer. Best way I could describe it. And after you win against Ben, then you move on to the run back. What you've been waiting for for a couple of sets. You have your eye on bracket. You go. I know who's in losers finals. Now that I've beaten Ben, I get to have my rematch against Kem, who sent you to losers in the first place for this particular bracket. And when the set started, it was Kem who won the first game, as I recall, or at the very least, got off to a hotter start first, from what I could tell. And I'm thinking to myself, how, how does Salt respond here? Because I haven't watched you specifically, like, for an entire bracket run. I watched a little bit of you here and there at different tournaments, uh, either through the perspective of the mainstream or through one of the other people who were co-streaming, you know, like Hungrybox, Mango, that kind of thing. But this was the, like the first time I'm watching you a lot more closely and I'm, I'm thinking, okay, how to, how, to, how to respond to this? Because when you lose to someone in winners and then you start losing to them again in losers, there's just so many reasons why you would just say, ugh, and spiral, right? 
but then you respond and you take the set 3-1. Convincingly, those last two games, you're moving faster and you're like winning neutral so much more and you're making the most out of your punishes for the most part. You're 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 in other words, you're you're playing almost almost completely differently from the first couple of games. What I'm getting at. No, I lost to him three one. I think I I beat him three oh. Uh so, I went in sorry. I'm, I'm I'm going yeah. off of the um the bracket thingy. You're right, it is three oh. I was mm-hmm. looking at the Ben set still. Three oh. My bad. Oh, you're good. <laughs> I'm against Kim. I just knew. I just, I knew. I didn't play how I should have played in the the winner set. So when I, whenever I got back to him and knowing that I just completely thrashed two demons, there was him next. I wasn't worried. I know I went down, but I was, I was just like, even if I lose this game, I know I'll be okay. Like, I'll be fine. I, I'm playing good. I know what Kemp doesn't know right now. And I'm going to just exploit the ever-living shit out of him. And that's what I did. Felt really good. I made a couple of adju- adjustments in our set. um, And it worked out really well. Really, really well. So. Which? If, if, no, sorry. Go ahead. If I was going to say, like, even... It doesn't matter who I'm playing against. I don't ever go in with the losing attitude. And there's a punishment for that with my coach. He said, if I start a set off talking about, oh, I'm going to lose, or this, I have to do a thousand weight dashes. So and I, can't, I can't ever just sit there and say I'm going to lose. That gum. That is, I mean, short of making you watch one of your sets back, that's got to be like some of the worst punishment you could ever be given. <laughs> it's like the one punch man thing. A thousand push-ups, a thousand set-ups, and a one-mile run every single day. There's just no way that's true. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I went into that set. I didn't. I was like, I'm losing this first dog, but I'm not gonna sit here and think I'm gonna lose. I mean, have you watched my set against Bobby? I went down two, and I was like, I'm not gonna just fucking get three would I'm just gonna come back and win, and then I won on FD twice. You know, it reminded me. It reminded me of a certain set that is now immortalized as one of the best grand final sets of all time, where a certain Mango goes down 2-0 against a certain Zane and then beats Zane on FD two times in a row, also to reset the bracket. I was getting, <laughs> even if it's two different players, okay, you're not Zane and not Mango, and it's slightly different than Smash Summit 11, but I'm thinking to myself, if Bobby's taking Salt to Final Destination, then it's a counter pick. So let's see how this goes. And you win the first FD game pretty convincingly, and then for the second FD game, it's pretty close. Last, last stock, that kind of thing, and just finishing it out. And you pop off a little bit, but then like uh, the people in the call that were with you on stream were saying after Grand Finals was completely over, you didn't really say much or anything in between the end of set one of Grands going into set two of Grands. But I thought to myself, after seeing you win two games on FD and how you were acting afterwards, I thought there's no way Salt's losing this second set. There's no way. 
So thank you for proving me right or or on my guess or instinct or however you (laughs) want to phrase that. But I thought there's a chance, of course, maybe you just reset Bobby Big Balls resets and wins the second set. Maybe that happens, but I I don't think it's going to happen. I think Salt's going to take this. The thing about the mental part of the game, which is why I want to play against people's feelings, is that like... There's been two occasions where I reset in grands and then won, which was TMT 69 and TMT and the, yep, I know. That's why I'm glad I won that one too. I yes. noticed that. I was like, oh shit, 69. <laughs> but I won 69 and then I won 72. And in both times, I went through a long lo- loser's bracket and then I made it up to grands, game five, and then just a thrashing the next step. The thing is, is that most people, whenever they are in grands and they're in the winner's side, they're sitting there thinking, oh yeah, I'm hot shit. Ain't nobody could touch me. Oh, Salt lost that early. Wow. He's not going to be able to do shit. Oh shit, he beat Dawson. Oh shit, he beat Ben. Oh shit, he just... Okay. All right. Let's play. Oh, I'm up 2-0 on him. Oh, this is a piece of cake. Oh, I lost game one. Oh, shit. Okay, I'll just FD. Oh, God, I just, I'm getting thrashed. Okay, FD again. Oh, I lost. Then you go into set two, and you're pissed off, and you're confused, and your mental's shaking, and I'm just sitting there staring at my screen silently clocked in. Not saying a single word, really. A lot of people crumble. A, a big part of this game is a mental game. If you're not in a good state of mind, you're not going to play right. And that's what happened with Bobby. And plus, he hates playing against Falcons. So I could just imagine. He wasn't streaming. So I could just imagine what he was saying. He <laughs> lost. His, for the first set. He's playing. Oh, God, dude. Fucking Falcons. in there. Double knee. Oh, my God. Such a stupid character. Falco's so bad. Sitting there saying that. I'm not saying a word. I just. And the reason why I popped off is because I knew I was going to win. I knew I was going to win. Um, and after the first game, when I lost it, I had no worries. That's just Battlefield, and that's just... I think Bobby was just taking out his anger on me of losing. He, I think he was... Because he goes through these two modes of, I'm going to sit there and laser you, or I'm going to just press as many buttons as completely possible. And he was pressing so many buttons, and I couldn't do anything about it. And then I almost came back. And I knew when I did that, I was like, I'm just going to win this set. There's no reason why I shouldn't. I am playing good. I'm focused, dialed in. I'm listening to Bramble Blast on Project M. It's a beast-ass song. And I'm just going to win. Like, I don't... Mm. Mental game. I'm telling you, it's a big thing. Fueled by Hot Pockets. <laughs> Pepperoni pizza, two of them. I'm telling you. Amazing, amazing tournament performance going into Genesis. So you're feeling pretty good about the event. It's going to be at least the top three, if not the biggest tournament of the year, because it feels like everybody's going. And honestly, even getting top 64 at this event is going to feel like a massive, massive achievement. But I guess I should start with what are your expectations for the event? Or do you not try to say to yourself, I need to get to this or I'm not happy because this is also filled with the thought of you're there in the moment and who cares about all the premeditation stuff. A new thought just comes to you. The voice comes to you and says, 
you know what? Here's what we're going to do. <laughs> we're going to reverse back air. We're going to helmet spike on FD. That's what we're going to do right now. So when you have, the, you know, like, what what are you trying to think about now in advance of Genesis after winning a nice bracket here? It feels great, but then there's a really, really, really big upscale in the difficulty for a bracket like Genesis 8. How I've gone about it is, well, for one, I set my expe my expectations or my my want really high. So I've been telling myself there, and honest to God, and I, I I'm not even saying that there, there's no cap. There's a world where I make top eight. I know there's a world that I make top eight at Genesis, and that sounds crazy. It sounds blasphemous, circanious. Sounds malarkey. Stupidity, but there is a world that I can make top eight. Dummy, I, dummy I, I, can, I can feel it. Super hype. If I got off top eight, oh my god, oh my god, that's all I gotta say. But but I will be happy with top sixteen, top twenty four, top thirty two. I just don't want to be in. Uh, I don't want to like make sixty fifth or forty ninth. I want to progress forward. And like I was looking at my bracket and. If I beat Slug, which is an Icy, so I have to get past JJM first, which I know is a good Icy. If I get past JJM, I have to play against Slug. If I beat Slug, I haven't played him in over a year, but last time we played, he absolutely thrashed me. Um, but I'm different now, so I have more confidence in my play. Um, if I do end up beating Slug, I play against S-Fat, and I've beaten S-Fat before. And if I'm beating Slug... I'm definitely feeling good. And if I played, because I'm going to give myself at least four hours to prep. Like, I'm going to sit there. I think my, my pools start at 6 o'clock um, in California time. I'm going to start at 2. And I will play from 2 to 5.30, 5.45. And make sure my fingers are working. And that everything is, I'm just ready to go. And if I do beat Slug, I'm going to feel really good. And for feeling good means I could maybe beat S-Fat again. If I beat S Fat, then I have to play against Cody. And I mean, I beat Cody once, but you know, <laughs> I don't know again. That 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 was tough. But if I do beat Cody, then I think that's top eight or right outside of it. But if I do lose to Slug, then I go down the projected bracket where I play against Mont Money, who I have no fear about. I mean, Roy. Um, I have no fear about him. Then there's the Super, who I have not lost to ever. I think, I think, but we've only played a couple of times. I think we're like 2-0 or 3-0, me. And then after that, it's none. And I have been playing so much of the Falcon matchup that I, honest to God, feel like I have a, a really good chance of beating none. And for whatever reason, I get past the Canadian Demon. I got to play Johnny. And I played him, what was it, last week? Um... What tournament did I play him? And I played him Giga Schwab. That's what yeah. I played him in. Mm -hmm. And felt extremely doable. I just had to hit my reads, hit my edge guards, and I win. Uh, and then after him, that's where I think... Who's after him? I think it's... Oh, yeah. My run ends because I play Plum. <laughs> that, that's what it is. I just... Yep. I lose. All to lose. Um... Unless. But 
Unless, for some, I mean, not even Wizrobe can be. He makes Wizrobe look like. I wasn't just, talking about the Falcon. I'm just, I'm just being, being the worst influence right now. If I, my Falcon can't beat Plup, and I've already made it this far. I've beaten so many people to make it to this point. So theoretically, I should go Falcon, but I mean, Ooh, Fox sounds real nice. Maybe mm. I'll chain grab him with Sheik. What you gotta do? What you? Oh my gosh! What you gotta do is tell yourself. The only way to make this as hype as possible is to actually beat Plop with Falcon. If I beat him with another character, sure, it'll be amazing, and I'll go farther towards top eight, and that'll be awesome, but it would be the most supreme to actually beat him with Falcon because Wizrobe, nah-uh. Donnie, nah-uh. None, nah-uh. Gatsu, nah-uh. I mean, any Falcon in the world, it seems like Plop just can walk up and down the park. 3030303031303 and so on. That's what it feels like to me as a spectator. Whenever I saw him play against Wizrobe at Smash Summit, I had faith in Wizzy. I was sitting there cheering on Wizzy, and then I just see him get forced on and then three stock. And I'm just sitting there like, he's cheating. He's <laughs> cheating. There's no, there's no, that's Wizrobe. You can't do that to him. You can't do that to the best Falcon in the world. But he's just doing it. Like, it's it's Plup, and then it's Crudo. Crudo does the exact same thing. Crudo is like bootleg Plup. It's not even funny. <laughs> that man's a beat. I, he's a demon. I'm going to beat him one day, but Jesus Christ. He grinds my gears because he's just so good against Falcon. He's just bootleg Plup, and it's amazing. Well, he's then amazing. that's what you got to do. Warm up against Crudo. And then you can play against Plup. <laughs> So smart. Why do I think of that? <laughs> well, Crudo, I assume, is going to Genesis like every other player in the world. So here's hoping. All right. Well, hopefully you'll make it super far in bracket. But you have other fish to fry in the melee world. This is where we talk about you going for the voting process of Summit 13. Salt, you're putting yourself in the running. Is that correct? Yes. I do hope I get a qualifying spot, but, like, that world is, like, you know, you ever watch Infinity War, where they're, like, oh, so, <laughs> so, so, so what's the chances of us million. actually beating Thanos? Yeah, 1 in 14, this is shit. I don't know if it's going to happen. That's what I felt about Cody. It was a 1 in 14 million chance to me. But, I mean, like I said, there's a possibility for that, and I would hope I get a qualifying spot. But if not, I would hope that, my run is good and so that the people will have more faith in me to be like you know what i'll put my voting towards him because like at the end of the day it comes to well what does the public think of this player or how many people are backing him and there's a well this it's a big convoluted process but at the at the end of it, you you want to have people on your side to be like, yeah, you know what? I want to see him at Summit. I want to see him against Mango, Zane, IBW again, um, Plup, Wizrobe, Pipsqueak, people who are going to qualify probably like S Fat, Moki, stuff like that. And I, I just, I just hope I do get like I I just I'm like I'm like, I, you don't know how bad I want to go. I I really like I I would sell my car. I kill somebody. To go to Summit. Hell to, of for, salt? Jeez. So like, 
I uh, I compared it, if you read my opt-in message, I compared it to UEFA Champions League. I don't know if you watch soccer, but the UEFA Champions League is an invitational for the tops, like the, it's like either the top one or top two teams in each division in Europe. So you have England, Premier League, you have La Liga in Spain, the Bundesliga in Germany, uh, Ligue 1 in France, uh, Serie A in uh, Italy or Calcio Anna. Um, so they, they get all those teams from those main and then they get them from around other, you know, countries in Europe. And they go into a bracket where there's 32 teams and there's, I think, eight, eight, um, or maybe I think a World Cup, but I think it's 32 teams or 16 teams and they're all put into pools and they're seeded. And the top two seeds of those pools, you usually always get out. There might be an outlier where some underdog team comes and just destroys the competition, and now they're in the bracket. And then goes from there. It's only a single elimination, which kind of sucks. But regardless, I think they play like two or three games, or they play two games, and then it's off of the goal differential. That's a lot of detail. But essentially, Summit is like, to me, UEFA Champions League, and I wanted to be a pro soccer player. I was tasting it. I could, I could taste. It was on the tip of my tongue. I was almost there, and then I got... To, uh, three hamstring injuries on both of my legs each. So I pulled my hammy on my right leg. Gosh. It, it heals up. I hurt it again. It heals up. Then I hurt my other one. And then it heals up. And then I hurt my left one again. And it heals up. Then I hurt my right one. Then it heals up and hurt my left one. I was just like, I can't do this anymore. This is too much for me. Yeah. So I was on my way to go to Italy. I'd be in Italy right now. Not playing Smash. Probably playing in the European scene. But I, I was going to a program called SMI where they you basically get put onto a team and you get showcased to every team in Italy from the professional, semi-professional, and the amateur leagues. And you go there. If you do well, you might get signed. Um, there have been people who go there and do get signed and start playing professional in Italy. They start there. That's where they start their careers. And you also graduate with a coaching license so you can coach. It's it's literally a UEFA coaching license. So if, for whatever reason, I became a GOAT of soccer, I could just use that license and coach a team like Barcelona. So that was my path, but it deviated because of my hamstring. So now I'm doing this, and I put so much time into this and so much effort. Like, I'm playing eight hours a day, every day. There's not a, there might be a couple, like a day or two where I don't play, but then I make up for it by playing 12 hours the next day. I play this too much. I play this game way too much. And I have a lot of passion for it. And so going to Summit is like, it's just, that right there is the top of the mountain. I get there and I'm eating with the big fish. Or I'm with the big fish now. Now I want to see what I can really do up there. Can I take a set? Can I take a game? Can I go far? Nobody knows. But I want to just be able to experience that and be there. And it would just be a dream come true, honestly, is really what it comes down to. And I want you to tell someone about the squishy ball, Jigglypuff. This is why Hungrybox is the mafia during Mafia Nights. That too. Stuff like that. See, I feel like I'm telling you, I look at this game in such a weird way where characters feel a certain way. 
They they all do. I don't know if you do you experience that where you play a character and you're like, my character feels like a bottle of water. No, I I do look at the game slightly more analytically. So when I play, I usually play as Falco. I that's who I play in bracket especially, and I think to myself, this character feels like he gives me the most the most opportunity for controlling the pace of the match because lasers from Falco obviously are just your get out of jail free card. Your hey, if I hit the other person, they kind of have to hold still for half a second, that kind of thing. So, so you, you want to control people. I mean, I want to control their character in the game. Yeah. So I look at it more of like, if I'm playing Falco in particular, I'm looking at the character, not so much the person. I'm saying, what can the character do? They could do whatever they want, but it's almost of like, what does the character want to do and not so much what does the person want to do? It's kind of weird for me. If, if you want to... If you want to take a trip down my head to I played other characters so that I can know what they want to do or what they can do as That's opposed true. to trying to sit there and guess so like whenever I was playing Ices against Falcos whenever I would play friendlies against Falcons I played Falco so I could sit there and be like okay this is what I could do with Falco this is what I'm looking for they're more than likely looking for this exact same thing so the next time I play in a set against a Falco I'll play Falcon and try to avoid that or stop them from doing what they want to do. So, yeah, it's this game's interesting. I I view it like it's art. You just make art, and every character has their own beautiful piece of art. Unless you're a puff backgaring in the air for no reason, that ain't no. That's that not it. Right. That's not making art. <laughs> that's like that's that's abstract art where they're just getting a piece and they're just doing this. You know what I mean? They're just throwing something at it and be like, oh, yeah, that's, that's art, man. That's right there, man. But playing Falco in such a creative way, like Bobby plays his, his punish game, at least, is very, very, very creative. And I think he makes beautiful art with the character. Me, like, on, on the Falcon side, I think none makes beautiful art. You know? Um, Mango makes beautiful art. Zane makes fucking phenomenal art. Him and Forrest. There's an And Friends Volume 2 coming out. You gotta see Forrest's part. Shoutouts to Ooh. Justice. But, oh, oh my god. Forrest is, like, actually the sick... I don't know how his brain works. It's just so different. And the way that he combos with Marth is absolutely phenomenal. And his art is just so pretty. Watching him play Marth is just, like, it's... It's a treat. It's a treat. It's really a treat. So, like... Yeah, I just... Yeah, so I mean, you're looking at it from an analytical point of view. I'm looking at it at an artistic point of view and a person point of view, which I think separates. Like, you're more on the side of like M2K, and I would be on the side of Mango. See, what what's amazing about you is that you have the beauty of an East Coast grinder, but also West Coast thinker i don't know you're you have like this idea of i want to play a lot of melee and i'll put my pride on the line frequently by going to all these online tournaments and and playing in bracket while also saying i i'm not gonna worry about the percents my character does a thing to you and your character reacts that way i kind of know what to do next now it's all good 
Like that, that is a special, special combination. And I'm excited about the possibility of you going to Summit 13 because not only do I think you have a great chance of doing well there because you get to play against all these great players, you also get a chance to show off more of you to the world because obviously twitch.tv slash salt SSBM is where you can go and watch this man kick some ass in melee, but also to the all the people who watch BTS because oh yeah of course a lot of people be watching BTS during summit so you, you, you'll hear me talk I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask if I do go I'm gonna ask some players that they think their character is like an object in real life I'm gonna ask them and I feel like Zane might not say it but I feel like Mango might Mango might sit there and be like yeah dude Falco is like He's like a crayon to me. He just feels cool. Like he just feels like a crayon. I don't know why. And like Fox, Fox, I like Fox. Feels like a piece of chalk. At this tournament, who knows? I do hope I get to. Like I'm praying. I'm like manifest. I'm trying to manifest it. Honestly, manifest it. Yes. I mean, this is going to be a, just a small piece of the puzzle to put it out there to the world. This is a great place to talk about things how you feel maybe it's not a great place to do super promotion because this will not get tons and tons of views but dadgummit i feel like you get a chance to you get a chance to tell me and other people how you feel about the game and the way that you think about the game i really appreciate i really love i love watching players who feel the same way that you do especially since because i feel like it is just a smidge more rare it, it does remind me of mango and i hope mango says that falco is a, is a crayon all that fun stuff to wrap up here, I want to get to some Patreon questions, and you can answer them as quickly as you like, but that's how we'll wrap up here. Is that okay with you? Sorry, did you say, did you nod because I didn't see the screen if you nodded? I said, I said it's cool, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. You can do that. These are all from these are all from Connor, aka Contra, up in PNW, tournament organizer up there. Shout outs to Connor. I so we got what's your favorite Rocket League car design? I looked over your Twitter by the way. You play Rocket League? Yeah, I, I play it with um Bones and Rascal. Gotcha. I don't stream it, I don't try to play I almost did try to do competitive Rocket League, but that game is just too fucking hard. <laughs> too fucking hard for me. Play Melee. It's too hard. I, I, yeah, I, I think Melee's a harder game, but that game is extreme. It's just like on the same level. I have to put in a lot of time to it. True, true. I don't know, I don't know if you've ever seen people do that crazy freestyle somewhere to keep the ball up in the air, and they're just, just like this. And the ball's just on top like this. You're like, how the fuck are you doing that? Like, how? I don't know. But my favorite car design. Wow. I like them all. I think the stupidest is the Scarab, but if I had to pick one to play the rest of my Rocket League days, it would more than likely be the Dominus. I like the Dominus, because it reminds me of my old 2006 Dodge Charger. Mm. How do you feel you stack up against the other top Falcons? And we talked about this a little bit here and there, but you can summarize quickly, like how you feel your play compares to other Falcons that are at a high level. Oh, I think they are only like 
if this is Johnny and Nun Gatsu his robe, I am literally here. Mm, yes. That is how I said because I, I matched with um with, with, with his robe on unranked and I was taking games. It was more I think it was like a forty to sixty. Like I was actually doing well. Same thing against Johnny. When I played I played with him more than any of the other top five well, actually I don't maybe just a little bit more than none. About none and SUJ I played the most with. None would be the hardest because he's just weird, but and he's also the best Falcon over on this planet because he's so fucking weird. But I think how I stack up, honest to God, honest to God, I'm not like I I do think I am like right there. Like I am I'm like I'm licking I'm licking it like I'm I'm tasting it. I could feel myself really close to them. Like I know that there sometime this year. I know I'm going to beat one of them in a set and it's going to happen. Like I'm not I'm not saying it might happen. I just know it's going to happen because I'm right there. And with me playing as much as I do and grinding and and trying to get better, I'm 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 going to Kobe Bryant way of I am playing way more than you so I'm going to catch up at some point. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to be so far past you that you will never catch up to me no matter how much you play. If you're like, "Okay, now I want to start grinding." You you know. So I'm right there. Is where I think I stack up against him. Let's go. So who do you they hope to? Okay, you probably hope to play against just about anyone that I could name. But who do you who do you hope to play at Genesis in particular? And we did talk about this some. I think if I had to guess, let me just guess first. See if I can name the exact player that you would want to play the most. I'm too tired. Never mind. I take it back. Go ahead. Love would make me feel like I know absolutely nothing. But I don't know. I do know I played him for an hour at Riptide for a bit. And that inspired me as well. I remember I was going around telling everybody after I got, what was it, like the 33rd? I was like, watch, watch. I'm going to be top 50. And so many, and a lot of people were like, you? You? And then some people were like, yeah, dude, you could do it. You just got to work hard and play just Falcon. But some, you know, Plup would be someone I don't think I would want to play against because I know that's just an auto. I might as well just DQ. This is, he's he's just gonna thrash me. Adam, he's just gonna thrash it. me. Did you just I, I sign yourself play. up for a thousand wave dashes? Oh. You just said you might as well DQ. Holy shit! No, 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 no. Never mind, never mind. I take that all back. <laughs> I would love to play Plup. I would love to play him and have him just shit on me. It would be great. It would be hey to, to be honest, I love getting shitted on in in melee and melee, not in real life in melee. Right, right. Because when you get shit on, there are two ways to respond to that. You either sit there and you're like, "What's the point?" I just think I'm never gonna. Or you can sit there and be like, "All right, there's a lot I got to work on. I mean, put put in the work and try to get better." I love getting shit on in melee. In melee. In melee. You have no idea how many times I wanted to say in melee while you were talking, but I'm trying really hard not to interrupt. So what majors are you planning on attending this year? You're not planning on attending Pound. You'll be going to Genesis. We've talked about Genesis. You're planning on going to, surely you're planning on going to Low Tide City, right? I mean, that's in your backyard, isn't it? Absolutely. It's a two-hour drive away. Beautiful, Um, beautiful. And then Battle BC4, which we touched on briefly, but Vancouver, good for you. 
I got invited there. I was really happy about that. It made me feel special. Whoop, 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 whoop. So, shout-outs to Deer for that. Um, all I got to do is buy my flight. Everything else should be taken care of, I think. Um, but the other ones is I do want to go to Gommel. The thing is I got I to gotta have the funds for it is, is my problem because I also have an egregious car note that I have to pay $864 a month because I'm an idiot. And when I got my accounting job with 55 k a year, I thought, one, I was going to stay at that job, and two, I'm an idiot and got a car that's basically equivalent to my salary price. So I'm stupid. Learn my mistake. If I, That's why I say if I have to sell my fucking car, I will because I would rather not pay that per month. Um, but... Gamo I want to go to, Double Down I want to go to, but that is up in the air. If I do go, I'm not buying a flight. We're going to drive there. It's like an 18-hour drive or something. Come. But I really want to play Melee in Las Vegas and play more majors and have more uh, results to put me in top 100 or top 50 or top 30, wherever, to, wherever people might think that I should be because I've – Always set these goals of, okay, top 50 in my city, top 25, top 20, top 10, top 5, now number 1. Then it was on to my state where I was ranked top 10, but they haven't had a ranking yet. But I definitely would not be ranked number 10 anymore. Mm -mm. Um, Not anymore. Um, And now it is in the world. So I have to go to these tournaments to even be considered to be put on there regardless so um double down is on the rocks um ltc for sure dreamhack dallas um i do want to go to ceo i do want to go to smash con and i feel like i'm missing some of the tournaments but oh yeah there's a I, I'm, I, I'm honestly really like i said i wouldn't go to pound but i'm really considering it i'm really considering going to pound oh damn um, well if you go i'll be there I am looking forward to being shit on in melee also at pound for the record. <laughs> See, that's why you're going to be a good player. You like getting shit on in melee. In melee. You like getting shit on. <laughs> in melee. I think I'm going to be a good player because if I go to enough of these tournaments that my competitive fire will actually be lit because I am the kind of person, I think analytically, but dude, like I can't go for runs just because. I can't exercise just because. I need something to chase, a frisbee or a ball or something. And then I'm much more motivated to do stuff. And playing Melee by myself is really tough. I'm finally going to have a computer. I have all the parts right over there that has yet to be assembled. But we're going to assemble it on Saturday. And hopefully I can play Slippy Online, dadgummit. And be motivated to actually play every now and again. Because also wife and kids, time. That's the whole thing. The point is is that I want to be motivated to play. And playing by myself on a CRT with this just um, not the same. So... I really want to go to pound, get messed around, and go, I don't want to feel that then at the next pound, so I'm just going to actually do something about it and have uh, the uh, technology to be able to actually do stuff, so I'm really looking forward to it. And then, and then, last question here from Connor. Do you see yourself campaigning for Summit? Yes, please. For those of you who are still sticking around, you're going to want to go to at Rennie0009 on Twitter. That's at 
R-E-N-N-I-E-0009 on Twitter to follow Salt. Make sure that you can get all the latest and greatest updates for the campaign. There's also a Discord. There's also, of course, the stream on twitch.tv slash Salt SSBM. All this will be in the link down below. The links, excuse me, down below in the description of the podcast and the video where you can go and find Salt. You can make sure to support him with the votes and the online socials this and the third because who better to be up at summit i mean uh, other than a lot of other hopefuls i mean i'm also in dark janix's corner for summit i mean it would be cool to see dark janix go too but the way that i justified is dark janix is my east coast guy you're my midwest guy now i gotta find a cali like a like a west coast guy west coast player you get it I need to find I need to find a West Coast person to uh, to root for and support to get to summit. That's that's three that's three campaigns. Not a big deal. I could do that. Other than that, though, Salt, I want you to do your own shout outs and also tell people where else they can find you if you want to do that. How do you want to How do you want to close this out tonight? Uh, well, I mean, the only place or the only places to find me is on Twitch and Twitter. I do have an Instagram, but that's my personal Instagram. Same thing with Facebook. Um, but in terms of shout-outs, shout-outs to Rascal for being a big-brained mother trucker who knows a lot about the game, even though he's not really good at it. He's good, but he's not really good. Um, shout-outs to my best friend, Alan. Um, knowing he's my brother, practically, at this point. He's the reason why I'm still playing this game, honest to God. Because I had asked him, was it eight years ago? I asked him. I was playing. I brought my whole CRT over to my other best friend's house, ex-best friend. Um, we were just playing, and I asked Alan. I was like, dude, you think I could be a professional in this game? Do you think I can go far? And he's like, yeah, man. Look how you're moving, dude. You're pretty good at it. He, doesn't know, he knows nothing about Melee, but he, just, he could just tell. He saw me. And he was like, yeah, dude, you could pursue that. So... I'm still playing because of that. Shoutouts to my mother, who I tell everything about this game. I told her about my Cody win, my TNT runs, and uh, Salt Mine runs, and she's always so happy and supportive of it. Same thing with my sister, so shoutouts to her as well. Um, shoutouts to Crack Shack, because without them, I wouldn't be as good as I am now, because shit, they, they, that Discord is just stacked. I mean, it's Justice, it's Bobby... Esfot, Moki, Mono, Faust, Travioli, um, who else am I missing? Swift. Harry, Swift, Zuppy. I mean, so many people. So many people. B-Bats. So shout-outs to them. Um, shout-outs to Emily for giving me framework on what I should be doing as well. She's like a second coach. Um... If you don't know Emily Virus, if you don't know Virus, Cody's girlfriend, we're good friends. Um, she's laid out a lot of framework for what I should do if I want to keep on elevating my game. So shout-outs to her as well. Um, shout-outs to um, Rascal again, because, um, fun fact, my playstyle is also developed being blasted. Um, we used to have these things called Rascal Fest, where it was... Me, Rascal, Bones, not the uh, MDVA Bones, but uh, he lives in PNW now. Um, uh, Midnight Crazy, also known as Frank, and Mega. 
also known as uh, Hector, and then Use, also known as Use, which is YC, also go buy controllers from Use Controllers. Um, That's we all... YC, now I get it. Yeah, Use Controllers. Uh, he's my homie. I've known him for like five years, six years. Uh, he wouldn't. He would sometimes smoke, but for, for the most part, we would just sit down, play melee, and take an egregious amount of bonk hits. And that's where I honestly honed my craft was in that little apartment. I miss those days, but they were great when they like. Oh, Poppy as well. Poppy was always also there. Um, we would just got we just got fucking blasted, and it was great. And I learned a lot playing me- melee under influence. Maybe that's why I'm also a weird player and I have these weird feelings about these other characters because of that. But shout outs to them. Shout outs to my dogs. I love my dogs. Let's go. You know, they're, st- they're still alive. They're old as fuck, but they're still alive. Uh, uh, about it i think i can't think of anyone else to shout out your dad for the ribs gum. oh yeah shout out for my dad because he just he fuels me for these tournaments aside from the hot pockets you know he didn't make those <laughs> but he gave me these, he gave me these three ribs and white rice gives oh. me a house over my head you know good man so shout outs to him as well Saul, thank you so much for joining me on bottom of the smash mountain you also also i'm also a fitness trainer so if anyone wants to get looking good being me.